You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And uh, before we start the show, uh, obviously we're really looking forward to talking about the Bombers' big win over the Saints. Um, thanks so much to anyone who um, you know, actually put up with last week's podcast. We're really apologetic about the sound quality. Um, as I said, uh, it was pretty subpar, but um, we're really dedicated. Just wanted to get um, that weekly episode in, and um, uh, it was our only opportunity. Um, uh, Nick had work conferences all week, and there just was not any opportunity for us to do it otherwise. So, um, yeah, thanks for for the listeners that um, did listen to that. Um, we had some really good data from last week's episode, which we were really surprised at. Um, so we really appreciate you for anyone who listened and put up with that. And, um, yeah, we hope the quality is much better tonight. Absolutely. And that's the voice quality, Jame. I uh, can't say our insights will be any better, but um, no, thanks, everyone, for uh, sticking with us. And I'm, I am a little bit under the weather. Like uh, my wife would say, it's a man's, man's flu or whatever they call it. Um, but, um, you know, like a, a true soldier. I was a soldier on, mate. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, um, you yeah, know, we were really excited to uh, discuss the team's performance. And, mate, after six quarters of pretty subpar footy, um, yeah, I think, it, you know, I'll put my first hand, uh, first to put my hand up, I, I kind of felt like we were, um, yeah, in a dire position, and we saw some articles throughout the week. Are ah, the bombers going to be zero and nine? And uh, a lot of doomsdayers out there. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I thought our effort against Port was pretty poor. Um, and of course, the memories of losing that after a forty-point lead, um, you know, did kind of uh, stay with me. And even yesterday, mate, we were uh, out by ten goals, and I thought, please don't do it to me. <laughs> but um. Yeah, what a what a great win! And like, I think the most pleasing thing was it was a real four quarter effort, and you know there was no drop off. And maybe at the end there it was a little bit of pandering with the uh, footy, you know, a little bit of chip kicking and that. And I, I guess that's maybe part of their education is to take some time out of the game, um, you know, after you know what happened against the Hawks. Maybe that's part of the learnings that um, a truck kept referring to um, yesterday when he was questioned about that. Um, and if, if that's the case, then they seem to learn from it. But having said that, it's always hard when you have a huge win. Um, you wonder how good are you and how bad were the Saints? Because they look pretty woeful on the on the day and the night. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I'd, I'd agree with all that. Like, I was very nervous going to that game. Like, especially after losing Heppel, Shield, Caldwell and Draper, you know, the week prior, really. Um and St. Kilda have shown some uh, pretty promising footy, uh, you know, in previous matches. Um, but, yeah, you know, I um, I was really, um, actually really happy with how they stuck to it. As you say, it was a four-quarter effort. And, yes, while there was some uh, chipping around, uh, you know, to suck up some time at the end there, um, you know, even in the last minute or two, like Parrish was making a, um, you know, Brilliant tackle at the end there to make sure they didn't get an easy goal. Uh, Nick Hind put on a burst of speed to make sure they didn't get an easy goal. Um, and it's those sorts of efforts, like Francis as well. Uh, like he, he was sort of out on his legs. He was limping around. Um, but, you know, he still managed to get to the footy just to make sure that, you know, we ran out the four quarters. Um, and that's the, the biggest thing. Look, 
I, I definitely agree with your point. Like how good were we and how good, how bad were St Kilda? Um, I don't think we'll see many uh, wins like we did last night. Um, you know, 75 point belting against the opposition. But um, look, you know, we, we take the wins when we can get them. And uh, certainly there was a lot to take out of that game. Um, you know, the younger players coming through, um, you know, we'll go through their efforts. But um, no, it was a it was very, uh, it was very good game of footy to watch for a Bombs supporter. Um, and I think we just have to be realistic that this won't be week in, week out like that. So just got to uh, take it when they, when they come. And uh, yeah, just know that it is a young side. So we will have um, you know, games where we you know, don't show uh, four quarters of effort like that. But, you know, just got to uh, enjoy it while it's there. And uh, we were the youngest side, mate, in the AFL this round. And, um, you know, that was the case of last week as well. So um, we're seeing a glimpse of the future and um, only small glimpses so far, but like you know, Nick Cox looks like a talent. Uh, Archie Perkins, I thought he did a few nice things and um, you, know, you can tell he's going to be a player. He's going to be someone who's going to have a bit of swagger about him. Um, Harrison Jones, he just works so hard. Um, I was watching it from the game live, mate, and just his leading patterns up the ground, just fantastic. He just, doesn't stop working hard, and um, it was great to see him get his first goal, mate. Um, yeah, it was. It wasn't a gimme. He was like fifty meters out, and he just went back and slotted it right through the center. Um, so it was really pleasing he got that. And mate, I was surprised to hear, and and not really that surprised, but that was our biggest win since two thousand and fourteen. That's it, mate. Uh, that was the day to remember. You know, eighty-one point win up against the Blues. Um, I mean, any win against the Blues is excellent, but uh, yeah, certainly a drubbing like that. So it's been a long time between drinks, mate, seven years or so. Um, yeah, because I mean, you know, I guess a lot of us Bomb supporters, we, we look at our, our victories and it's been a long time since we've actually managed to bury a side. Um, quite often, you know, we let them come back a bit, um, you know, sometimes too much in the case of the Hawks in round one, mate. But, um, you know, we never... We haven't had big wins um, for a long time, so certainly good to notch one of those up. Yeah, really pleasing after the yeah a bit of a belting by Port to get that and percentage back. And then like yeah, you know, again, um, we don't want to sound down on us, but I mean like we don't kind of expect to play finals. But one of the things I'd like to see the Bombers really improve is their end of year percentage, whether win or loss. Um, yeah, you know, at the end of the round, I want to see at the end of the season. I want to see that we haven't conceded and just dropped our heads and had those big, you know, big margins against us. And, and again, like having big wins the other way, that's what protects your percentage. And uh, I remember the last couple of years, mate, our percentage has been pretty woeful. Yeah, it has, mate. Often uh, sort of around that, you know, high seventies kind of range where, you know, even um, seasons where we have been winning more, I think I remember, what, two or three years ago, we did have a winning um, sort of record, uh, but because our games had only been won by, you know, a goal or two, um, and we had copped a, a drubbing uh, by some some teams, our percentage was just woeful, which made it really difficult for us to, um, uh, you know, to make the finals. And... Um, yeah, certainly when 
you drop so much percentage. It's literally the the difference between like two or three positions on the ladder sometimes. Like I remember, um, I think it was again, when we yeah, got into that final against the Swans, mate, um, because our uh, percentage was so low, there was about three or four teams that could have taken that last spot in the eight. Um, and we, we only just got there. But uh, yeah, like having a, a, a decent percentage, as you said, like, none of us expect us to play finals this year, but um, you know, making sure that we play out there's four quarter efforts and uh, you know, don't drop our heads when it doesn't go our way. And, uh, and um, it was a bit sad to see uh, Mason Redmond go down with a hamstring. I thought he was, you know, I gave him votes last week, mate, and I thought he started that game, especially in the first half. He was brilliant. Um, you know, kicked that running goal, which was pleasing to watch. And, um, you know, like he, he looked like he was starting to get that confidence back. And because uh, he always had a bit of swagger himself, mate, he, you mm-hmm. know, he was a bit of, but he looked like an angry boy sometimes. You yeah. know, he wanted to, um, you know, he wanted to take some aggression out there, which is always, you know, nice to see as long as it's refined. But, um, yeah, to see him go down with Hammy, like they're saying it's not that bad. But, um, I also remember that was being said about, <laughs> um, Jai Caldwell, well, it was going to be a standard mm. hammy, and that turned into an eight-weeker. And uh, James Stewart, remember, he had uh, hamstring oh, awareness, gosh. mate. Um, <laughs> so um, now that Mason Redmond's uh, aware of that, I hope uh, <laughs> it's not going to be. We're not going to learn he's out for eight weeks because, as I said, um, he was a player that really must have struggled in hub life. Like he, he looked, you know, totally beaten uh, man last year, and. Um, yeah, I was really pleased to see how he started uh, this season, especially the last uh, couple of games. But um, yeah, hopefully he, hopefully um, it isn't as bad as um, yeah, and it is just a mild hamstring strain. And yeah, hopefully yeah, give him two or three weeks off and get him back running uh, into the side. Yeah, it'd be excellent. It was interesting to note that uh, yeah, Ben Rutten said he'd never actually done a hammy before, uh, so we're just going to check it out and get it scanned and see what it's like so um you know indications were that like he'd sort of done it um either late in the first or in the second quarter but he actually he actually played the second quarter out um uh but it was when like after halftime they got him checked out and said nah let's let's uh, put him on ice uh, and he seemed to be in good spirits um you know on the bench but uh yeah i guess we'll see um, how he goes. I, I really rate him as a player, uh, so I hope he comes back fit and firing soon. And it, yeah, it was um, it was great to see him play with confidence, and uh, yeah, especially when he kicked that goal, mate. Um, geez, I, like I was just watching it from home, and I was uh, yeah, fist pumping along with the rest of the crowd. So it's um, it great to see him, um, you know, in full flight. And yeah, now, um, in good news, it sounds like that. Um... You know, Dyson Heppel's, uh, you know, a chance to play on Thursday. And, yeah, I trust Ben Rutten now, um, especially how he's handled Jake Stringer. Um, you know, I, I do feel that if he's not right, the club won't risk him. Um, but if he is okay to go, he's going to be a welcome addition to the team. Absolutely, you will, mate. Um, and, yeah, especially with the likes of you know, Redmond going down and then, um, you know, not long after, we had another um, injury issue. You've forgotten the one at the moment, but I'll... I'll uh, I find, um, yeah, 
Nick yeah, Nick Hind. It was a bit of a bit of a concern there with his. Um, yeah, he obviously played out the rest of the game, but um, you know that was a bit of a, a concern, uh, especially because uh, you know Heppel's he's not only got good marking power and knows how to read the play, but that leadership that we've sort of talked about. So um, if he can get back, that'd be fantastic. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll uh, wait and see for the sides to be named. And uh, reports are from the VFL, mate, where they lost by about five or six goals. But um, looks like that David Zarakis was best on ground uh, for Essendon. So uh, he was the best Essendon player by a fair way, um, reports on Blitzar. And um, also that, you know, Marty Gleeson was the other player that kind of stood out in performances. So um, whilst we, it appears we're not uh, his biggest fan, I guess... Marty is a uh, good depth for that kind of position. Uh, he is. Uh, I'd personally rather they leave him in the VFL for a couple of weeks just to like instill that confidence because I think the difference in levels between VFL uh, and AFL, particularly noting that you know there was no VFL competition last year, um, so even the VFL guys from around the state league, they're um, yeah they're all getting back to full fitness, and I think like the AFL like. You know, while it was an altered competition, they were still playing. So, yeah, I think that's there's a lot to be said for that. Um, so I'd be very reluctant to rush him straight back into the side. But you know, you you've got to go with, um, with who you've got, and certainly Marty Gleeson um, is capable of the role. I like I, you know, while we haven't been his biggest fans, I think we've both noted like he is capable of it. But when he plays. Um, you know, within himself and in, in, in that, that he doesn't back himself, um, he really uh, coughs up the footy quite a lot. So um, I think he's he'd be much better value to us when he's actually got a bit more confidence about him. He's, um, you know, got his sort of mojo back um, and is able to hit the contest with confidence as opposed to going into him a bit scared, um, if I can you know, put it bluntly. Yeah, true. Well, um, it was uh, pleasing the, the, how the game started, mate. On uh, Saturday, we saw you know, uh, clearance one and Darcy Parrish was everywhere. But um, yeah, um, Zach Merritt's kick to Jake Stringer within the first minute of play uh, you know, on the opposite boot was absolutely brilliant across the body. And um, yeah, to see Jakey take that ball and just go back and you know, put it through... Um, Gee, we've missed Jake Stringer. He's just a presence, and um, yeah, he may not have had a, a big second half, but uh, his first half was like scintillating. Oh, it was, mate, and especially that he was um, he was in the centre bounces. Like he started at that bounce, and then sort of went back, went down forward, and was there ready to take the mark when um, when Merritt got it to him. Uh, so, I mean, you know, while um, you know, he did his his. Most of his uh, work in the in the first half, I like. I thought it was a four quarter effort from Jakey in that, you know, he kept um, like he kept the uh, the midfield honest of St Kilda because he he was a presence in there at the centre bounces and um, like one guy I want to um, give a good shout out to was uh, Peter Wright. Um, you know, we sort of gone into this game, we've realised that you know St Kilda's ruckman uh, for this game wasn't their best. Um, and so we've backed Peter Wright in, and I thought he could, um, you know, he done pretty well, like for our, our backup ruckman. He took the number one duties. He didn't give away stupid free kicks, um, 
got a few tap apps, tap outs. Yes, he he probably did get beaten in the contest in the end, but um, I actually think he he did uh, quite well, played his role for the team. Um, yeah, and certainly, uh, you know, he ended up getting a few free kicks later when McKernan got uh, got stroppy. Um, and like after that goal from Stringer. Like that next goal to Cox was awesome as well. And it was, again, Stringer's work to get the handball out to him, uh, which set him up and he got his uh, first game out, goal of AFL footy. Yeah, um, it was a really good goal. And, um, you know, he didn't have a lot of time and space and he just jammed it on the boot and, you know, got it comfortably. Um, and, yeah, he, he's a real prospect, isn't he? Like 200 centimetres and um, even the commentators like Jason Dunstall, was really impressed that you know how he could uh you know kick on both sides of the body and some of the passes were just brilliant so uh, looks like we've got a real player there mate and once he grows into his body a bit more you know sky's the limit yeah absolutely um you know and, uh, and there was other young players that um you know really stood up as well you know i thought um the naming of zerk thatcher you know i, I think both of us were pretty suspect on him coming back in given sort of reports he he played okay in the VFL, um, but hadn't been really starring. Um, but, you know, him being named allowed Francis um, to play that more sort of third man up kind of role. Um, and I actually thought Zerk Thatcher, you know, held Max King uh, through the game like pretty solidly. But, you know, having Zerk Thatcher there, that allowed Francis to, to play his natural game. And I thought he looked really good early. Like he was taking plenty of intercept marks and, had some beautiful kicking. Um, so, yeah, like I, I thought that was a really good um, work there, helped us out structurally. And it was great to see Perkins get his first touch and a nice kick it was to Langford too. Uh, and with that run of play, uh, Snelling got a free and kicked our third goal. Yeah, it was a great start, three goals to nil. And, um, you know, just... You could see the confidence starting to build in those young bombers, mate. And, um, you know, just their effort, for, you know, like I know the tackle numbers weren't that huge, um, but we had a lot more of the footy. Uh, and St Kilda, I think they had one tackle at, half, at quarter time, mate, um, which is just not AFL standard. And how much of that is us working hard and protecting each other? And how much of that is effort based on the Saints' behalf? But, um, yeah, no, I thought, you know, even in that very early stages, um, I could see the, the boys were starting to build into this game beautifully and like you could see much, an air of confidence around them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and look, look, the Saints uh, did end up getting that getting that goal um, you know, through memory. Like Laverde was playing on him and, and he was undersized, but I actually thought Laverde played quite well. Um, but, you know, just as the Saints started to get a bit of a run, our younger brigade really got moving. You know, Perkins had a beautiful moment where he uh, smothered and collected the footy, passed it to Stringer, who was streaming through. Uh, we didn't manage to get it, go on with it. Um, but then, you know, not long after, uh, Perkins again got involved, tackling Gresham. Uh, he got him over the shoulder, um, so gave away the free kick, but it was great intent again. Um, and he then uh, took the ball off the half back and handballed it out to uh, Ham, who hit a running Dev Smith. Cox then ran forward and collected the footy and hit up Tipper, who drilled one to Hooker. He went back and kicked the bloody goal. Yeah, no, that was great movement of the footy. Um, 
and because the Saints had kind of settled, like I'd kicked the um, the last couple of goals, and I thought, okay, well we jumped them, but they're starting to settle, and um, just the way we won the ball down back and transferred that to our end, and and quickly got a goal. Um, yeah, I thought that was yeah really important to make a stand because uh, one thing we've been critical of this year, mate, is um, stopping those succession goals. Um, you know, where they kick seven or eight goals in a row. And because um, they've got the, up to the two mark, they kick two. Um, I wanted to see us make a stand and um, we had the opportunity and we did. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, the Saints basically gives us another goal. So uh, Dougal Howard tried to chip an easy one out, uh, but Harrison Jones could sense he was in with a sniff and managed to get a hand on it, uh, which made the ball spill out and, Hooker grabbed it up and snapped it off the boot for his second of the night. But I just thought it was fantastic work from Jones there. Like he was on the ball, and I reckon that goal was down to him. Yeah, no, he, that was shows how alert he was. Um, you know, and it was a real dangerous kick. And actually, Nick Rewalt uh, actually said it best. He said, "Like, why would you pass it like that? It's a fifty-fifty ball, and you can run up to that mark mm. just to kick the ball." Yeah. So again, that shows. Um, yeah, the St Kilda probably weren't that switched on, but I mean, like, we still have to intercept and put the pressure on to get the turn- turnover. And, um, yeah, to get maximum volume of that, that's fantastic. And, okay, uh, Jake Billings, they went up the other end. They quickly replied to Saints, um, you know, in that, you know, they were kind of going with us up to that point, I thought. Yep. And then we talked about it this running goal from Mason Redmond, I reckon that was like a catalyst of, yeah, even though we'd started the game well, I just felt that was a, a really big statement, um, the way we scored that goal. And yeah, you can see the boys just get so excited about it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It was an absolute ripper. And I f- like while that goal itself was good, the play leading up to it was excellent. Like Francis kicked it beautifully to lace out Parrish um, and obviously then handballed out to Redmond. And he was just barreling through like a full head of steam. Uh, just pinned the ears, but ears back and kicked an absolute ripper. And you just hear the crowd just really lift. And yeah, as you say, like that seemed to ripple through the side. And, um, you know, just, I suppose, put a uh, cherry on top of a, what was a pretty good quarter. And we ended up finishing that quarter 19 points up, uh, six goals, 440 to the Saints, 3 3 21. Yeah, um, yeah, really good feeling. And um, it did remind me a lot of the, um, the second quarter against the Hawks, um, uh, just the way that we were like running on the ground in terms of like, you know, really had that same crowd vibe where the crowd was, the bomber crowd was getting in there. But I think even the most staunch bomber fan uh, had it in the back of our mind that Hawks loss. And we just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we just wanted to see it you know, continue on. And uh, that third, uh, second quarter, mate, um, it was a bit of the Jake Stringer show the first 10 minutes of that. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, you know, there was a, a beautiful kick from Merritt uh, on the wing to Hooker at centre-half forward. Uh, then he ran around and kicked it deep forward. Look, I'm, I'm sure he was going for the goal, but look, it ended up being taken by Stringer. Uh, and he whipped around and kicked it through for his uh, first of the quarter. Um, and then, yeah, there was a lovely leg from Waterman to lace out Stringer about 40 metres out. And uh, Stringer kicked his third of the night. And um, and we saw Archie Perkins, mate. And um, oh, you know, 
I was so wish that goal had gone through, mate. He he had the run and he kind of lined up the goals, you know, deep in the half forward flank and had a go. And that ball hit the post pretty hard, mate. I, you know, it would have been an awesome goal to watch. Um, you know, it would have been real memorable for him. But like again, it was showed a bit of a glimpse of the future. Oh, it did, mate. It just looked electric. Um, but I think like that, like going back a bit, like that really came from Francis, um, that shot, because there was just an excellent effort from Francis where the ball got pumped down to St. Kilda's half forward line and it was two on one. Francis had to go. If he didn't affect that contest, they were out the back and gone. Um, and he knew contact was coming from both sides, uh, but his eyes remained on the footy and was able to affect the spoil. And that's where the ball got out to Zerk Thatcher and ended up, you know, in the hands of Perkins. And, uh, you know, it was a tight angle. Um, but, uh, yeah, as you said, like that would have really brought the house down. Um because he just moved with such excitement. And uh, I reckon the crowd would have gone berserk um, if it went through. But, you know, great play. Um, and then not long after, uh, Jack Stringer got a free right on the boundary, about 45 metres out. Uh, and he swung around slightly and kicked it through beautifully for his fourth goal. And as you said, mate, geez, we missed him. Uh, and it was just great to see him play so well on the night. Oh, yeah, that that goal was just fantastic. I was down that end, mate, and... Um... Yeah, that was a tough kick, and you know, Jake uh, did what Jake Stringer can do and uh, <laughs> slotted that goal. And um, when you see Jake Stringer confident, gee, he looks like a player. <laughs> yeah, he looks oh, like yeah. an elite player. Um, and you got to remember, he had you know pretty significant ankle injury last year, um, so he's had to work hard to get his body back into a shape. Uh, he said after the game that he lost seven kilos. Mm. Um, so that shows a bit of dedication there, mate. And yeah, you know, I think he's another one that hub life would have been really tough on him. Um, so yeah, I hope he's really enjoying, um, you know, when it coming back into the side and you know, I hope he knows how important he actually is. And even though uh, you know, he doesn't kick another goal for the rest of the match, um, his field kicking on the night was absolutely brilliant. Like he, he squared up and hit people right on the, you know, on the chest and, um, you know, or, or out in front. And, you know, that's another thing where I think he's sometimes overlooked. Like he's actually a, can be a really good field kick. And we know he can give us a burst on the ball where he gives us that big body midfielder. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Just that, that point of difference in a real, real class unit. Um, you know, not long after we had, um, you know, that beautiful pass from Hind to Jones, uh, it was about 40 metres out, straight in front. He just pinpointed it. Uh, and look, young Jones, after not having kicked a goal in his first couple of games, he went back and, and dobbed it. Uh, and it was just fantastic to see all the boys get around him too. And, uh, you know, good on the young bloke. It was just a great kick. Yeah, it was, and it was always good when the, you, know, you see the players down the back end work all the way up to the forward uh, to make that moment special for them. And um, mm. you could see how excited Harrison was and, you know, that would have been, you know, hanging over his head probably from the Hawthorne game. You know, when am I going to get my first goal? And, um, yeah, to do it in such a convincing way, like it wasn't fluke. It was, he had to go back. It was a fair way out. And, yeah, the kick was gun barrel um, straight, mate. Yeah, certainly was. Uh, then we followed it up not too long after when uh, there was a nice bit of play on the wing where Merritt kicked it beautifully to Waterman, who uh, sort of marked it right on the boundary about 50 metres out. He then centred the ball about 15 to 20 metres out, uh, outside of the goal. 
and Hooker grabbed it and went back and kicked his third of the night. Yeah, he looked like he was really worrying the Saints. Um, yeah, he's such a presence down there. Like, yeah, we all talk about, yeah, you know, he can be slow and, um, you know, but his strength um, cannot be questioned. And uh, he's still got good hands. Um, you know, you're probably not going to get a lot of frontal pressure um, hmm. from him once the ball, you know, leaves his vicinity. But he's always going to be a threat to the defence because um, if the ball turns over and it comes back, um, you are worried about him because he's such good hands and, um, you know, to kick, you know, we kick five on the night, but to have three, you know, at the 23-minute mark of the second quarter, um, you know, him and Stringer, you know, to have seven goals between them up to that point, um, you could see the Saints were, you know, really, you know, I'm going to say crapping themselves every time the ball came um, our way. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, then there was an awesome bit of play up next year. It didn't eventuate in the goal, but, you know, Perkins started to really assert himself. Um, so Dev Smith was getting tackled, but managed to handball it into space. And Perkins tore after the footy. He pushed Caulfield off the ball uh, to collect it. Like I just like let that sink in for a minute. The buddy 18-year-old kid pushed Caulfield, who's a decent player himself, uh, off the footy, um, grabbed it and passed it in the direction of Guelphie, who got it to McGrath, passed it back to Perkins, who kept streaming forward, just that beautiful burst of speed he's got. And delivered the footy beautifully to Harrison Jones. He took a nice mark on a tough angle about 30 metres out. Um, it was just a great effort from the young bloke. And I thought that was really good leadership by Stringer, who just calmed Jones down and said, nah, go back and take the shot. You know, he, he missed a lot, but I think it's important for him to keep taking shots for his confidence and experience at AFL level. Um, and when you see bits of play like that, James, you just go, geez, like, yeah, how good are these young kids? Yeah, I thought that was really quite selfless by um, Jake because he was actually there for the handball. Um, mm. So he could have asked for the cheap handball and, and tried to snap that goal. And, you know, what a start that would have been for him. But no, he wanted Harrison to have that experience of that, nah, take time out of the clock, go back and try and steer home the goal. And like I said, he, he missed a lot. But, um, you know, I thought that was, uh, that showed a little bit of leadership. You know, he wasn't selfly, uh, selfish. You know, he, he didn't say, yeah, give me the hands and I'll, I'll snap a goal. I want you to go back and have the responsibility. And um, we may not see the benefits now, but maybe down the track, Harrison's going to take a mark like that and and uh, it'll come second nature for him. Nah, I've got to wear the responsibility and go back and try and steer home a goal. Absolutely, mate. Um, no, nah, it's a good bit of play. And our next goal came not long after when uh, Hine delivered it beautifully inside 50. Um, yeah, it wasn't taken, but... Tipper was able to crumb the ball off the contest and uh, snapped it through beautifully. No, oh, that was a Tipper special. Um, you know, it comes to, <laughs> to know those kind of um, goals from Tipper, and he just makes it look almost effortless. Um, you know, he, such is his skill level. Um, and mate, he started the season brilliant. Um, you know, in terms of consistency, um, you know, he won our goal kicking last year, mate, with I think nineteen goals. Yeah. Um, and even how we've started this year, I, th I think he's already up to eight goals um, in three games, mate. So um, that shows that he's, uh, you know, starting to, um, you know, maybe it's the new rules that it makes it more of an attacking game, but it's going to suit him. Um, and he does look a lot leaner than last year. I, th I think, you know, again, hub life wasn't for him. Um, I think he likes being home and, um, 
you know, he's uh, he's uh, definitely a welcome addition in Victoria, mate. Oh, absolutely. It's um, he he ran really strong all day, and he was crashing bodies. Um, so you can see that fitness work he's done over the preseason has uh, you know, really been uh, you know, come to fruition for him. Um, so look, after another really good quarter from the Dons, we ended the half up by 49 points. Uh, so 12 goals, 678 to the Saints, four goals, 529. Uh, and look, mate, it was great to see such a promising lead, but we were all thinking the same thing. Uh, would they hold it? Yeah, that third quarter against the Hawks, mate, still had uh, a few of us thinking nightmares. Um, and sometimes, you know, with a team, like, even though the Saints aren't world beaters, they are a team that won a final last year. Um, and that shouldn't be taken for granted because we know how battles winning finals, mate. But, um, yeah. you know, they beat a, a pretty good Bulldog side. It was maybe a little bit weakened, but still had to beat the Bulldogs in the finals last year. Um, and they did that. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, right. Ratten's going to get them um, at half time and just rip strips off them. And the effort level is going to go up. And let's hope the Bombers can go with them. But um, yeah, again, uh, the way we started the quarter, uh, we saw another debutant get his first goal, mate, after a Peter Wright miss. Um, the ball went to Alec Waterman. And uh, gee, that was a nice kick. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, he uh, sort of took a nice mark about 45 metres out on a slight angle from Devin Smith. Um, just went back and slotted it beautifully. Um, so really good uh, goal from from Waterman. Um, you know, and you know, it's just great play all around there. Like, you know, Francis and Ridley kept playing beautifully down back. They were so solid down there and they were all over the Saints forwards. Hind was also playing really good, you know, giving plenty of run and carry with great defensive efforts. Um, and, you know, while they did get that goal, um, you know, through through Crouch, I thought we were able to, uh, you know, sort of stifle their run. They they weren't able to put much uh, much on the scoreboard. Uh, and then we finally got another goal when McGrath had the ball in the pocket. And, you know, it was deemed not 15, so we just had to snap it through. And he bloody kicked it from about 35 metres out. Um and, uh, yeah, just sounded like the, the crowd started buzzing a bit after that. Yeah, it was off one step, mate. Like, yeah, you had very uh, small amount of time to react. And, um, again, another pleasing thing, last year, Andy McGrath didn't kick a single goal. Um, and we talked about the need for our midfield to be able to um, add to the goal tally. And, um, you know, he, to add to another goal, which he's already got this year, um, yeah, hopefully that's an element of his game that he can start to be a bit more damaging uh, on the scoreboard. Like we don't expect him to kick bags, but I mean, like if he can get his one or two every you know, few weeks, that'll um, definitely uh, add a bit more scoring bite. And uh, yeah, I didn't think it was Dandy's best game, but uh, you know, he's even swung down back in the second half. But um, yeah, I thought he um, definitely, you know, you can always see his work rates up and yeah, that was a nice goal. And, you know, mate, Went down the other end. Uh, Brad uh, Crouch tried to snap a ball and uh, went through from behind. And before we knew it, mate, it was uh, back up the other end and AMT was there to gobble it up. Yeah, he was. like, But how good was that pick up by Cox? You know, a bloke, you know, 200 centimetres tall. Uh, and the ball was pinging around the centre square and he just picked it up cleanly and kicked an absolute worm burn at a stringer who took a strong grab just outside of 50. And then, uh, you know, obviously 
Stringer passed to Snelling, who kicked it to Tipper, and uh, yeah, kicker just kicked it straight over the goal umpire's hat. It was just a real ripper bit of play. Then, uh, you know, not long after that, Tipper was again involved where he absolutely crunched Dan Butler in a tackle in the centre of the ground. Yeah, that was a fantastic tackle. Um, yeah, Butler was like, where did that come from? Um, <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, players shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, around the forward line, you just know the Bombers are going to, um, you know, AMT is going to lead the way, um, putting pressure on. So um, just showed their awareness was right off. Um you know, we got a couple of behinds after that, mate. Um, and then the the ball was down in the Saints end for a little bit, and they got a goal through. Um, yeah, well, um, Jack Steele. Yep. Yeah, they, they had a miss from Tim Memory, and uh, yeah, Jack Steele, who I think was St Kilda's best player, mate. Yeah, I, easy. Yeah, his effort. Yeah, when your team's playing bad, and we've seen plenty of that from the Bombers. Um, your beacons are the players who still put their hand up and. Um, I know it's an Essendon podcast, but like, uh, yeah, I, I definitely had a lot of respect for the way Jack Steele went about it, and that was his hundredth game for the Saints. Uh, for the, sorry, in, in the AFL, so uh, he certainly led the way for the Saints. But um, a player that was playing very well, and we hadn't really seen that again last year, was Devin Smith, and uh, he gave us the settler uh, as soon as they got a goal, we got it back through Dev. Yeah, it was it was great to see. Um, you know, we sort of. Talked about how he didn't look too right last week and like had been playing pretty disappointing after playing really well in the practice matches. So it was good to see him. Um, you know, I don't think he had the, a massive um, game, but he was just involved in a lot more efforts. And uh, you know, to kick that goal would have given him uh, a lot more confidence. Uh, so it was great for him to snap that through. You know, we nearly got another through Waterman. Um, you know, he. Uh, sort of bullocked his way to pick up the footy in the pocket and had a ping, uh, but he hit the post. But, um, yeah, like another, um, yeah, good quarter of footy there. Like, we not only held on to our lead, mate, but uh, even stretched it a bit. So, ending the quarter, uh, 61 points up. So, 16, 10, 106 to the Saints, 6, 9, 45. Oh, it was a great feeling being over 100 points at three-quarter time, mate. Um, and, like, last year, I think we lamented – how bad a footy we were playing, especially in those last 10 rounds. Um, you know, if somebody had a said, hey, um, you're going to add all these young draft picks and they're going to play, you know, some footy and you're going to have 16 goals at um, a quarter time, uh, you know, it'd be hard to, I'm sorry, three quarter time, it'd be hard to believe, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, they, they bloody did it and it was, um, it was a good display. But, you know, they had, had one more quarter to, uh, to run out and they um they did you know so like going into the fourth our first goal of that quarter came through some great work from stringer who just willed himself to win the ball between two saints defenders uh he ended up getting the ball to cox who started a chain of handballs so i went to ham to hook it to smith who popped it over the top to snelling who kicked a nice easy one from the goal line yeah that was a good run of play and um i don't know if you noticed mate in that last quarter Gee, we got handball happy. Um, it was like a uh, truck had sent him a, a, um, a bit of a, a task. How many handballs can you get? <laughs> or how far can you transport the ball just by a handball? And, um, you know, it, it did look good, but it also showed how poor Saints' work rate was because um, mm. we just continued to handball, handball, handball. And, um, you know, sometimes we'd get ourselves into trouble, but 
uh, inevitably it would be the ones who recovered first and um, would then take it down the other end. And yeah, in that last term, mate, um, we saw Alec Waterman get his second goal. Um, and and following that was Harrison Jones getting the ball off the pack and snapping his second goal. So those two goals were, um, you know, obviously we already knew we were home, but I mean, like, one of the things I bemoan sometimes with Essendon is that uh, we don't go on and have the big wins. And yeah. that gave us a sense, say, these guys really want to um, ram it home. And I must admit, mate, six-minute mark, um, yeah, I thought, we're going to win by 100 points here, <laughs> um, you know, which was a real mind-bender um, because, obviously, in my wildest dreams, I didn't really predict that. Um, obviously, I think we played around with the footy a bit in the last, um, and, and maybe players are tired because, you know, there's a frantic pace, especially by us. So maybe that's what did it. But, I mean, um, gee, it was exciting. Oh, it was, mate, and... I think the things that shouldn't be undersold there was um, like that goal that Waterman got, like that was off the end of a really courageous bark. Like he went back with a flight of the ball to um, to take it, then obviously kick it through. And then, yeah, with, with Jones, like he sort of rove the ball, which spilled from a marking contest and he snapped it through. Um, you know, and then there was that beautiful pass from Merritt to Hooker and like how many times... Uh, you know, those blokes, uh, you know, been involved together. But, you know, that ball just sort of laced him out. It was about 25 metres out and Hooker went back to slot it. Um, and it was a nice pass before that from uh, from Parrish to hit Merritt in space too. Like, you know, Parrish um, really, uh, I don't know, he, he sort of went to another level in this game. It was great to see. And, um, you know, while he, he still does need some work on his kicking, um, you know, hits like that were just really nice to see. But, um, yeah, you know, we weren't finished even after that. You know, after, you know, the Saints got one through Higgins, um, Merritt pumped the footy into our forward line and the ball popped out the back and Tipper pounced on it again and kicked it through for his third. Yeah, that was a – yeah, the St Kilda kind of flew, both flew up, the uh, Dougal Howard uh, and I can't remember the other St Kilda player, but they both went up to contest the ball and, um, yeah, uh, Tipper was just gobbled it up. Yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah. It's just great um, to see, and I, I just love the continued effort from the boys. Like, yeah, Parrish is tackling Seb Ross with just over two minutes left to play, uh, and we were leading by about seventy points. Um, so it just showed an excellent four quarter effort by the boys, regardless of the scoreboard. Uh, then we eventually got the ball back up our end, and Cutler speared the footy to Hooker's chest. I'm surprised it didn't make a hole, mate. Um, but <laughs> but Hooker was able to um, hold on to it and kick his fifth off a left foot snap. Yeah, that was uh, – he had a wry smile on himself too, uh, Kale. He actually looks happy. You know, when you think about how we ended last season, um, you know, there's a lot of disgruntled you – know, talk about disgruntled he was. Um, you know, how disappointed they were with Bally um, not giving a retirement game and – you know, talks were, you know, Hurley and Hooker, you know, didn't feel appreciated for their time and service. And, um, you know, I just felt Kale's really embraced the move up forward. And even Truck said after the game, um, they were training him to be a backman this year, mate. So mm. um, they actually wanted to try Hurley up forward this year. So um, obviously, you know, Hurley's got that really dangerous infection 
um, and it'll be a while before he comes back. But I mean, uh, that even surprised me because obviously we've had a much bigger sample size of Hooker playing forward. Um, um, so um, I was surprised that that's what Truck wanted to try was put Hurley up forward. I know he started his career a bit like that. He was a bit of a pinch hitter. And um, I remember him having a four-goal performance against the Hawks when we had to make the finals, mate. Um, mm. That was a, a fantastic performance by um, Mick Hurley that day. But I think the preference of Michael Hurley has always been to be a defender. Um, and you know, I guess, you know, for Kale just to embrace that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play forward, even though you know, probably his preference is a defender. Um, I think that's better for our development. I thought, um, yeah, that was really, really good thing to see. And to kick five goals, mate, it shouldn't be scoffed at, even in today's game where it's a, a lot more attacking. Um, to kick five goals and he missed a couple. So, yeah, had an opportunity to even get a couple more. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, he, he's definitely a presence down there and someone that opposition sides will be fearful of, especially when there's a bomb ball to the goal line. Um yeah, they'll be very mindful of him. Yeah, they certainly will, mate, because um, he'll make you pay if you let him take easy marks all day. Um, I mean, like for that, with that point with Mick Hurley slated to play forward, I think the difference there is, you know, um, Hooker's able to take on the big gorilla forwards, whereas Mick Hurley, like as great a defender as he is, he's I, I personally, for mine, he's never been a great one-on-one defender, particularly against your bigger types like... Um, you know, yeah, Hawkins and, and that sort of kind of stuff. So I think that's probably the. Well, I'm guessing that was the thinking there, but um, no, nah, certainly five goals from from Hooker was a, a fantastic effort. Um, and uh, you know that was a ball game, mate. So the Bombers ended up winning a huge victory over the Saints uh, by 75 points, 22 goals, 11, 143 to the Saints, nine goals, 14, 68. And that's with the youngest side in the AFL, mate. So, um, again, I thought that's a brilliant effort by the young Bombers. Um, and, you know, we're really seeing a glimpse, uh, just a small glimpse of the, you know, what could be ahead of us. And, um, you know, when you think there's like four blokes who only just started their careers in um, Waterman, Perkins, Cox and Jones, um, yeah, that's a that's a really good start, and yeah, they're they're having an impact um, even in these early games. Yeah, certainly are, mate. It's uh, great to see, and yeah, you know, as Track said after the game, you know, while injuries aren't great, what they do give is opportunity for other people to sort of come in and and play their roles. And um, geez, you know, blokes like Cox, Perkins, um, yeah, Parish getting. A lot more midfield time, like at the centre bounces, like they all took their opportunities last night, and uh, no, it was just fantastic to see. All right, well, uh, yeah, that was a, a great win by the Bombers, and um, I guess next we'll have a break and we'll come back with our Don's Cast medal votes. And you're listening to Don's Cast. And now it's time for the Don's Cast medal votes. Uh, mate, we always start with you. So who did you give your votes to? Beautiful. So uh, this one was a, a difficult one uh, because there were plenty of blokes who uh, 
you know, could have deserved to to get in. Uh, but for the one vote, I went Jakey Stringer. I thought um, his impact on the game uh, was immense for us, particularly in that first half to to really get us going. Um, you know, he's ended up kicking the four goals. Uh, only had 12 uh, disposals, but had the 10 kicks and he used them pretty well. Uh, took four marks, uh, laid a couple of tackles um, and had three clearances, you know, obviously attending those centre squares. And uh, to go along with all that, he uh, you know, had a goal assist. So I thought it was a fantastic effort from um, from Jake. So got the one vote for myself. Um, <clears throat> the two votes... Had to go for uh, Aaron Francis. I thought it was a um, you know, really good game for him. Um, probably one of his better games for the club uh, I've seen him play. Um, 20 disposals, 12 of those kicks. And uh, you know, some of those kicks were just beautiful, like pinpointing uh, a player further up the ground. Um, but you know, the biggest thing was he took 10 marks, James, like many of those sort of intercept marks. And um, look... One of the things he's previously been criticised for is his work rate. Um, but, you know, he made four tackles on the night, um, which was just fantastic. So I thought it was a really uh, good game from Francis. Stood up really well in defence. Um, so two votes for him. Uh, three votes I had to go uh, Jordan Ridley. Uh, he just played fantastic. You know, he racked up the most disposals um, for us. 35 disposals, 22 of those kicks and... We know how much of a uh, reliable kick he is. Just beautiful, uh, given perfect delivery time after time. Uh, he also took the 10 marks down there, mate. Um, had a couple of tackles. Um, but, you know, 483 metres gained um, from Ridley, which was just excellent. Um, you know, like that, it can't be understated how important that is, that sort of drive that he gives us. Um, and I, I'm, I actually feel really assured when he's got the... Uh, the ball sort of kicking it out of the, the square there. Um, you just know he's going to make a, a good decision time after time, um, which was just excellent. Now, the four votes I had to go Zach Merritt. He was uh, he was everywhere. Actually, he had to – like he used a fair bit of um, his pace, which he uh, you know hasn't really been able to use in the last couple of years. He's been pretty well held. But I think with our developing midfield, like he's able to get a bit um, more sort of freedom. Um and with that run and carry, like he was able to use his, uh, his beautiful kicking more. So out of the 34 kicks, uh, 34 disposals rather, he had 18 kicks uh, and used them very well. Um, you know, took seven marks and uh, made four tackles and had four clearances as well. Um, and, you know, three goal assists, James. Um, and that's only from 73% of time on the ground. So we're obviously sort of, um, you know, managing his loads and, and that kind of thing. But that was a really uh, dominant performance uh, for mine by Zach Merritt. Um, but for the five votes, I had to go uh, Dashi Paris. Um, he just, he really, um, really stood out for us this game. You know, 34 disposals, um, 17 uh, kicks and handballs each. Um, yeah, as I said, like some of those kicks, I, I think he still needs work on, but he just gave us... Um, you know, first use of the pill, uh, time after time in there. Uh, took nine marks around the ground, so he's presenting all day. Ten clearances, though, Jamie. It was just massive effort from him. Um, he, uh, you know, we've all wanted him to get more uh, opportunity at the centre bounce, and uh, he got it through through injury, and, geez, he, uh, he made best use of it. 
Uh, and to go with all that, you know, two goal assists, 542 metres gained uh, for the match. So I thought of that fantastic game from Darcy Parish. Um, you know, obviously, you know, when you kick five goals, Cale Hooker would uh, be right to say, what the hell, man? Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously Tipper as well, uh, an honourable mention. But uh, when you've only got five, um, that's who I went with. Uh, but how about yourself, mate? How did you see it? It's always hard when you have a complete performance. Like, it was four-quarter performance. So um, some of these votes uh, can be questioned, you know, especially uh, everyone else has a different opinion. But um, my votes, I went one vote to Ridley, um, mainly because it's not his kicks as such, because we know how great a kick he is, and we, we come to expect that. But the help he was providing, um, you know, to keep that defence tight, um, you know, we know he loves to come third man up and, uh, you know, I think he, he benefits a lot. And like one thing we have to take away from, um, Jordan Ridley's disposals is that, uh, when you kick out, you're going to have a lot more kicks because once you roll up, uh, run out of the goal square, um, that kick adds as a possession. Um, and because he's our main kick out, he's going to get a lot of 30 plus games, but, um, so, and we know how good a kick he is, but um, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, it's more his defensive work, um, him working alongside uh, Zerk Thatcher and also, you know, helping Francis out um, and, you know, some of the smaller forwards, like, you know, he was helping Nick Hind at times. And um, yeah, so I really was really impressed with Jordan's defensive side of the game. Uh, okay. Two votes to Kyle Hooker and um, look, you know, maybe because we haven't had a goal kicker kick five. Um, and I thought it was a four-quarter performance. Like, he wasn't uh, it wasn't all in burst, if you know what I mean, mate. Yeah, I, mean, he kicked, I think a couple in, in the second quarter. But, I mean, like, he just stayed at the contest. And we saw him made in a, with a big corky there at one stage and uh, thought he was going to have to come off. But, um, you know, he, he had a little bit of a rest, came back on and, you know, added to his goal tally in the last quarter. But it's more what the target he provides and, and how good a job he did doing that. So um, I wanted to recognise that. So yeah, two votes to Carl Hooker. Uh, I agree, mate. I go three to Francis. I, I think his kicking was elite on the day. And I don't always think that's the case. Sometimes he's a, he can be a coach killer, mate. He uh, bites off more than he chews and sometimes wants to kick off one step rather than, you know, assessing the situation. Um, but yeah, his kicking was just elite on the day. Um, yeah, the way he was hitting up people through the midfield, um, yeah, he was given the catalyst of many forward forays. So, yeah, great game by um, Aaron Francis. And yeah, seeing him after the game last week, mate, against the uh, Port, he looked totally dejected. Um, and we know he's a bit of a confidence player. Um, so I'm really glad he's yeah he's taken on. Yeah, he would have had a tough assessment uh, against Port. You know, he was completely beaten by Dixon and we understand he's given away many kilos and you know, it was probably too tough a task in the end, but um, I'm just glad he had the resilience to put that kind of performance on board after a poor showing. And um, that shows a little bit of, you know, to me, a bit of uh, mental resolve to um, be able to uh, get the next game and, and, and still try to be attacking. So a really good game by Aaron Francis. Um, we gave four votes to Zach Merritt. Um, again, the use of the ball, like um, one of the things that I think Zach maybe lost the last couple of years, maybe because of the pressure around the ball, 
he's kicking, which used to be seen as elite, wasn't always the case. Sometimes it'd be like helicopters, mate, and um, they weren't the greatest spin off the kick. And but on the day, he was just hitting up targets. Um, you know, just beautifully. You know, the players didn't even have to break stride. Um, and yeah, this is what makes him such a damaging player. He can find the footy, but uh, when he's confident, he's he's got a bit of space. He can he can use it so well. So uh, four votes to Zach Merritt, but ultimately, yeah, I think you had to give it to Darcy Parish. Uh, his kicking wasn't as good as Zach Merritt on the day, but as I said, those ten clearances, mate, and especially in the first half, I think he had like something like nine clearances. Um, you know, he was just a, a monster. Um, in, for such a small statured bloke. Um, we've been calling for it for a long time, mate. Um, we wanted to see him given more opportunity in the midfield. And um, that's because, like, his hands are lightning fast. He can get down low, get the ball, and then, you know, dish it off. And I think, you know, Zach Merritt will benefit from that. Um, I think we were hoping to get that from Jai Caldwell um, as well because, like, they're both are very good below their knees in terms of dishing out the ball. And with Jai out now for a number of weeks, um yeah, you know, I can only see Darcy getting more opportunity. Uh, yeah, he's kicking. Definitely, you know, needs a little bit of work. But uh, when you get a ball that much, he's going to have plenty of opportunity to practice. And um, yeah, fantastic effort by Darcy Parish, and really pleasing to see because again, he was another player that had a poor game the week before, and um, the way he's responded was just brilliant. Yeah, it certainly was, mate. Um... Absolute ripper of a game from him and, uh, yeah, really reveled in having that opportunity to be at the centre bounce. And, uh, yeah, I reckon he's, uh, you know, throwing the coaches a, a few curveballs there because um, once you get Caldwell and, and, the, and the rest back later in the season, uh, I think he's going to make a strong case that he should be left in there. Yeah, and I, and I want to add some apologies too, mate. Like, Tippo was good. Um, yeah, Jake Stringer, obviously. Like, I really wanted to give him a vote. As, as you know, mate, he's one of my favourites. But um, uh, like I said, I, I just think uh, Jake was brilliant on the day and could have easily got a vote. Um, and also Devin Smith, mate. Um, it's been a while since we've seen a really strong uh, four-quarter performance from Devin Smith. And I thought that was one of his best games for a long time. And uh, he's another one that, Got a little bit more midfield time, and he probably thought he'd be resting this year on the half forward flank, um, especially with the addition of Caldwell and um, you know the need to get Parish and Langford a bit more midfield time. But through injury, uh, he's going to get a few centre bounces himself, and he actually acquitted himself very well. Yeah, he absolutely did, mate. So um, look, if I go through the uh, Don's Cast Medal votes as it stands after round three. Uh, so with one vote, um, it's a tie with Lav, Redman, Draper and Stringer. On two votes are Shield and Hooker. Uh, Heppel's got the three. Francis with five. Tippar with seven votes. McGrath and Parrish each with ten. Hind uh, with 14 votes. Ridley sitting pretty on 16 votes, but out in front, is Zach Merritt with 17 votes uh, as it stands after round three. Yeah, fantastic effort. Um, and, like, isn't it good to see um, some of the names up there already after three rounds? They're the players you want to stand up. You want to see your reigning best and fairest player uh, having a good year. You want to see Zach Merritt, 
really responding. Um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of talk was would Zach Merritt stay? He's taken on the captain responsibility, and um, yeah, he's yeah you know, done a good job of it. Like he had a tough day last week as well. He wasn't alone, but um, yeah, just the response was just fantastic to watch. And I guess the ultimate question for us, and we'll get a better idea of that on Thursday night. Um, just how much was it because we were allowed to play like that and how much of it was resolve and bigger. So, um, yeah, great to see. Fantastic game to watch. And, uh, yeah, glad to see the boys uh, yeah, registering their first win for 2021. Absolutely, mate. And uh, let's hope for plenty more. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have a break and uh, it should be a bit more fun than last week, mate. Um, <laughs> you know, we had all that audio problems and probably after watching that loss, um, you know, you know, it's always hard to do review shows because you try to be respectful of the players, but also your emotions of watching the game is, uh, you know, pretty pretty uh, up there. And um, understandably, you've, you've got a bit of frustration. But, um, yeah, I think uh, this week's uh, version, mate, will be a bit more fun to do. Absolutely. All right, we'll have a break and we'll come back with By The Numbers. You're listening to Don's cast, and as we finish the episode, uh, and when I say finish, don't think it's uh, uh, nearing the end. It's uh, just our final version. We usually do is uh, by the numbers, and we go through every player that played in the game against the Saints. And we always start when he's fit, mate, with Andy McGrath. And uh, Andy McGrath, I thought on the on the day, um, yeah, he he tried his hardest. Uh, he wasn't as damaging as. Um, through the midfield, um, I think because Parrish and Merritt had stood up so well and Stringer looked you know, well when he was in there. So I think McGrath was uh, well held. I think he was pretty much watched a lot by the Saints because um, we know we st- he's starting to go to that next level where clubs are weary of him. Um, it was great to see him kick a goal on the day. And also, like, um, we always remember when he first started the footy uh, with the Bombers, he, he was known as a bit of a defender, mate, and a really good lockdown defender. And uh, I was pleasing to see Truck um, trial him down there, uh, especially when Nick Hind was, um, you know, getting assessed. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, Andy McGrath, he, he battled hard. Probably one thing that if I was being judgmental and again, we had a lot more of the footy, so the ball wasn't really out there. Uh, he only had two tackles and for Andy, uh, he's usually much higher than that. But um, again, we had a lot more of the footy than the Saints. So maybe that's a reflection of that. Yeah, it's actually um, funny you notice, like, talk about the, the tackles. The um, the commentators that like, sitting from home were actually commentating quite a lot on that. Um, and even though we had, like, over 100 more possessions than the Saints, we actually had quite a lot more tackles too. So we actually had 54 tackles for the match against the Saints, 32. Um, so when you talk about that sort of um, that lack of effort from the Saints, like, that, that tells a huge story. Uh, but in terms of Andy McGrath's game, you know, uh, I, I think, yeah, this is that thing where because we've got quite a few decent midfielders now, um, we don't have to rely on one. Like if Andy McGrath has a good game, one game, um, you know, and, and then the opposition puts their focus on him, um, you know, we've got other people to use it. So, yeah, as you said, he, he was pretty well held, but still got the 23 disposals. Um, yeah, a couple of times he, he did those sort of, 
uh, kicks around the shoulder, but you know, overall used it fairly well. Um, uh, but yeah, kicked that goal, ended up taking six marks and uh, laid a couple of tackles and had a clearance himself. So while not a dominant game, um, yes, yeah, he certainly didn't lower his colours. So I'd say uh, you know, a solid game from from Andy without being outstanding. Yeah, probably not much more to say on the next one, Darcy Parrish. Uh, seems we both gave him best on ground, but uh, really pleasing to see him get that, you know, that real amount of minutes in the midfield and, and how he made use of it. And, mate, to get 10 clearances, that's just huge on, as a single player to do that. And, um, yeah, yeah, I just thought he's, the way that he hunted the ball was uh, fantastic to watch. Yeah, it was uh, brilliant. He's, you know, not only the lightning hands um, when he's in down and dirty, but, um, you know, it has started to, like he did um, hit a couple of really good kicks um, during the game, which is nice to see. But uh, yeah, just a great effort from Darcy. And um, yeah, let's let's hope he uh, continues to make the most of that opportunity in the centre. Kyle Langford, um, look, we've, we've kind of said this year, he, he hasn't really stood out this year, but I thought, um, you know, this is one of his better games. He actually used his marking skills um, a lot in that game. Um, and when we were coming through the midfield, I did notice the bomber players want to hit him up because he had that uh, height difference, and he's quite a good mark. And he took eight match, uh, sorry, eight marks on the night, mate. And um, yeah, you know, he, he wasn't particularly damaging. Um, and I think he can be much more than that. But um, I thought it was yeah, you know, a working towards him getting a, a bit better than um, he had been the last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually thought he's played quite a solid game. Uh, as you said, not not um, not dominating, but you know, picked up the twenty-two disposals. Um, you know, the eight marks, which is a great effort. Um, laid a tackle and even uh, had a hit out, mate. So a bit of a run in the ruck. Judy's there, so potentially uh, looking at him for that nat rat role. Um, but um, now, look, a couple of times he, he just seemed to uh, present good options. Uh, when we needed that sort of release kick, so quite often along the wing there, um, you know, even towards the half back at times. So um, I thought it was quite a solid game for him. Um, like I also think he's he's capable of of doing more, but um, it was a serviceable game, and uh, yeah, hopefully just building that bit more confidence, and um, you know, we'll we'll see uh, you know what he's able to deliver for the rest of the year. But yeah, pretty uh, pretty solid game from Kyle. Uh, against the Saints. A player that I wanted to give votes to, mate, I, I thought he was his best game in a while was Devin Smith. Uh, kicked a couple of goals. I'm uh, oh, sorry, he only kicked the one goal, but I, I mean, he was involved in a few goals and um, we saw him, you know, he was one of our best tacklers on the day. I think he um, had five tackles and, um, you know, we remember him being such a great player, you know, with his defensive acts and, um He's looked a little bit cooked. I think I even made that call last week. Um, just didn't seem to be making uh, the same amount of ground when he's, you know, when he's running at full pelt. But um, yeah, like, I guess it's always easy to look good in a, a winning team. But I thought he actually did it through hard work, and uh, yeah, it's really pleasing to see Devon have a good game. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, ended up racking up the twenty-six disposals, which is um, pretty big for him. Like he generally sort of. Averages around that sort of um, mid to, to high right. teens kind of range. Um, but, yeah, took the eight marks. Um, so it was presenting all game. As I said, like those five tackles were huge. 
a couple of clearances even, um, two goal assists. Um, it just seemed to be running fairly well. Um, and like the the good thing is that like while he did show a little bit of niggle, like in his uh, yeah classical way that he plays, um, there was none of that sort of grumpy grumpy old man kind of stuff. You know the the cheap shots across the belly and, and things like that. Um, yeah, you know, I thought he played a really serviceable game. Um, Dev, and uh, let's hope that's a sign of things to come for the rest of the year. Yeah, he actually used the ball well going inside fifty as well. Um, yeah, he actually took his time and hit targets. So, again, that was pleasing to see. And maybe he will get a few more minutes in the midfield uh, each week. Um, and I think that would be his preference. But um, as we both agree, mate, he probably hasn't deserved that for the last year or two. Maybe, you know, when you had pretty significant injuries. But, um, yeah, I think uh, Dev will see himself uh, having an opportunity over the next six or seven weeks while uh, Caldwell and Sheila are out. Certainly will, mate. Um, yeah, again, another player that really don't have to say much about is Zach Merritt. Uh, he was just brilliant on the day. He was in the ball. and Yeah, I really hope, mate, he's going to be a player that sticks around, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, when you get games like that, um, yeah, for your midfielders, like, he, he just looks like such a class above. Um, yeah, really used his pace this, this game and uh, sort of tore open lines with his run and um, yeah, beautiful kicking. So it's a fantastic game from from Zach Merritt. So yeah, let's hope the uh, yeah the powers that be uh, you know dealing with his manager and you know putting a uh, big deal under his uh, under his nose for consideration because uh, you yeah, certainly need blokes like that around your club. And he he must see a little bit of. Um, yeah, obviously every player wants to play in a premiership team and probably uh, we looked as far away from a premiership side last year than anyone. But uh, I wonder how much these young players are exciting him and you know, does he have faith that these guys could take us to the next level? And um, yeah, I think that's going to be really important in Zach Merritt's uh, decision-making. Yeah, so, um, oh, know, sorry, Peter. So, yeah, just going to say, because like, you know, I guess one thing that's in our favour is with this young least like there's a lot of opportunity for him to do that mentoring sort of things and you know really develop his leadership and he does want to be a he's like he's an aspiring leader um so perhaps with these young boats coming through that that'll give him that incentive to go now nah, there's a there's a young list a, a young core that um can really work towards something so yeah we'll, we'll see if that goes in our favor but um yeah i guess we'll, we'll see how it all plays out yeah, just quickly, I, I did notice, um, yeah, when you get screenshots from the room after watching the game uh, on the replay, um, you actually see him interacting with a lot of people, like, um, you know, especially a lot of the younger players and that. So I think he's taken on that feedback, you know, when he was dropped out of the leadership group. Um, some of the, uh, you know, criticism was that he wasn't as close to, you know, particularly the younger players and so forth. Um, and he was a bit, you know, focused more on, what he could do to be a better player. Um, so he, it's good to see that he's taking this overall look. Um, the next player, mate, we, again, we gave votes to was Aaron Francis. And yeah, his kicking on the night was fantastic, but um, yeah, he played a role that was much more suited to him. And um, yeah, I was really impressed with his game on Saturday. Yeah, it was, um, it was excellent. Like, you know, getting plenty of fists in the ball and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like those efforts where he, he just had to go, um, put his body on the line, 
uh, is more than happy and willing to do it. Affected the contest. Um, so, but yeah, that being really solid defensively and then actually using his kicking to devastating effect, I'd have to say, like, he really uh, split open, um, you know, the Saints' defence at times, um, just with pinpoint passes. It was fantastic to see and, uh, you know, taking those big grabs, you know, 10, 10 marks, four tackles. Um, he's uh, He had a really, really good game for the Dons and uh, that's the stuff we know he's capable of. Um, but now we just want to see that consistently um, all year round. So let's hope this is the uh, next phase of uh, Francis's career where we can start really uh, you know, showing what he's made of. And now Tom Cutler, he played the sub role for the third week in a row. Um, and interestingly, mate, he's, I think he's been used every week. Um, uh, was he used in round one? I believe he was, mate. Um yeah, I remember him coming on and thinking, "Geez, why? Why is he going on?" I can't remember when it was when um, when. Uh, said, no, I've, I've lost it, but I'm pretty sure he did come on. Yeah, yeah, well, I just couldn't. Actually, remember, no, but... he didn't. He didn't because he was wearing the red red shirt at the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, well, it's a weird situation because the AFL now recognise a game that where you're a sub as an actual game to your career tally. So, um, and you get paid, you know, your match payment. So, um, in some ways, um, especially for a player like uh, Tom Cutler, uh, it's a Bruce-free paycheck, you know. Um, and again, trying to be respectful, but I mean, like, I think he prefers that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, like, I actually thought, um, for the amount of time he's on the ground, he, I think he got 13 possessions, mate. Some of his kicking was pretty poor. But, I, I mean, he had no problems uh, hunting the ball and, um, let's be honest. Like we want him to be a player. Like he's got the body to be uh, quite a good player. I just don't know if you'll ever get the mindset to be uh, more assertive. But um, you know, I, I think you know, his disposal needs a little bit of work. I, you know, when he came across, we heard he was such a a long kick of the football, and you know, he could be a player that could be a seventy meter player where he takes a run for you know twenty meters and then you know bombs the ball, but. He hasn't really been like that. I think his problem is he tries to play safe football. And, yeah, um, you know, I think that can be his downfall. And, and secondly, like we're kind of bemoaned sometimes his aggression at the footy. So, um, and particularly when the opponent lines him up, uh, whether he wants to be involved in that. But, um, you know, and you've got to imagine it must be a tough role being a sub. Like you have no idea if you're going to be called upon, um, you know, and, and when the decision's made, yeah, you're going to quickly turn on mentally to go into a game that's already started. Um, so I thought he built himself into the game pretty well. Uh, mind you, St Kilda's work rate was very poor on the day and um, probably uh, because he was running on top of the ground, mate, um, having a rest in that first half, um, yeah, they couldn't go with him. But, uh, yeah, I still, I, I still can't see him as part of the best 22 at the moment, mate. Uh, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, but, I mean, he did pay 45% of the game uh, in the end. You know, when when Redmond um, came out at halftime, on he hopped. Um, I don't, I th- yeah, to be fair, I think he did uh, play a, a fair role. Like he used his running carry a bit. Uh, of his 13 disposals, had 11 kicks. Um, actually took six marks. Um, it's probably the first time I've seen him in a game where he's used his height to any advantage. Um 
uh, yeah, because he certainly was able to take a few of those grabs um, over some of the Saints players. Um, but even later tackle, mate. So perhaps, um, you know, uh, Ben Rutten's given him a bit of box room counselling and, um, you know, he just said, come on, this is the area of the game you need to work on if you want to be part of this club, like this uh, sort of best 22. Because, um, yeah, like, you're right. As, as much as we have been, um, you know, pretty critical of him, um, we do want everyone who plays on the, uh, who's in the Essendon list to, to play well. Um, so look, if he can develop, um, you know, I reckon both him and, uh, uh, and Peter Wright need a bit of work with their aggression stakes, but, um, look, um, you know, he played a role for us. Um, so, uh, even got that goal assist with that worm burner to, uh, to hooker. So look, did okay without being outstanding. So, um, I guess we'll see what the rest of the year's got for Tommy Cutler. Yeah, uh, Nick Cox, number one draft pick for the Bombers in pick eight. And uh, yeah, every week, mate, we're seeing a little bit more from him. Um, I mean, he got that goal, which was beautiful to see. And some of his field kicking was uh, absolutely brilliant. You know, um, you know, we saw his really catching eyes and the attention of you know people like Jason Dunstall and um, Nick Rewalt, just the way that he could kick on both sides of the body, uh, both right and left. And, um, yeah, just imagine, mate, when he grows into his body, you know, he's got you know, elite, an elite tank in that he can run and run and run. But if he adds a bit of size to that frame, um, yeah, he's going to be a scary proposition. Yeah, he will be, mate. Um, you know, he, he actually yeah, throws his body around as well, um, you know, laid a couple of tackles and uh, yeah, to take what – four marks on the night, like he's starting to use that height um, as a point of difference, you know, three tackles he's recorded as having at the end of the day. Um, they, we even chucked him in the ruck um, late just to have a look at him and look, obviously he's got some work to do there, but ended up getting a, uh, a hit out. Um, but I mean, that just shows his versatility. Um, and he had a couple of clearances as well, mate. So um, he's just shown that he can, He's just got all these uh, sort of tools in the kit bag um, to really add value to us. And, you know, he kicked the goal, um, could have had another, like he missed off that set shot, but um, it was really good uh, sort of work to, to get that uh, that second shot. Um, and he, he covers the ground so well. Like he, he played 81% of game time uh, and just kept running all night. So, um, no, really good signs for, for the young bloke and, you um, yeah, just looking forward to seeing him continue to develop. Yeah. Um, Jordan Ridley, again, we both gave him votes, mate. Um, yeah, as I said, with that kick-out rule, he's going to get a lot of 30-plus touches, and I'm sure his average at this stage would be well over 30 each round. Um, but it's, yeah, his defensive work in the air. Um, yeah, we saw him go for that hanger, mate. Um, mm. You know, and, and Francis came across and... Uh, got a fist to it, so the umpire deemed it unrealistic. But I reckon he's half a chance to mark that. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> the ball looked like it was going to fall into his hands. But, um, yeah, like, uh, he's just a – what an absolute uh, find for us. Um, and I guess that after his first couple of years, mate, we didn't know what we had. Like, he was in and out of the side a bit. Um, yeah, we knew he had a good kick on him. But <laughs> I remember when he went back to the VFL and um, – they tried to play him, I think, on the wing or the half-forward line, and 
I think he had a, a long patch of games where he's getting like three or four disposals. Um, yeah, and they just, yeah, obviously it wasn't suited to him. And um, yeah, then when he came back, he's you know established himself as our best rebounding defender. You know, his elite kicking and um, yeah, like you know, on the back of a best and fairest win, uh, he started this season as good as anyone. Yeah, certainly has, mate. Um, just fantastic. Like his his intercept marking, his his kicking, um, just just brilliant. I mean, he's just so composed down there. Um, yeah, I guess you, you can't say much more. Um, we can sort of wax lyrical about him, uh, but he's uh, just such a great get for us. Um, and yeah, he's just continuing to really, um, yeah, show his. Uh, sort of dominance down there which is um fantastic to see and it's just great to for him to get support from from francis and zerk thatcher in the night um and and those those three guys seem to really work off each other well so um yeah great great game from uh from rids yeah now Jaden laverty um again he's not going to be a player that's going to get a whole heap of possessions but um don't underestimate the work he was doing down back um we know how strong the player uh tim memory can be um and uh, he definitely made it a tough night. I thought, you know, remember he was pretty good on the night um, considering what little opportunity he had. But, um, you know, Laverty such a strong person. Like, you know, we know that, um, we know that uh, you know, the other, the other players, um, you know, aren't the biggest body down back, you know, in terms of Ridley and Francis and even to a lesser extent, uh, Zerk Thatcher. So, um You've got Laverty, who has got that powerful size, and um, you know what he gives away in height. He uh, doesn't lack an endeavour. No, he doesn't. Like there were a few um, bits of play there where I thought he he actually looked really strong. Like he stood up in a couple of tackles. Um, you know, he um, while he was undersized against memory, like he'd get a fist in every now and then, and uh, was able to sort of because um, he is a strongly built bloke as, as much as he does give up height. Um, so I actually thought he, he played a very solid game. You know, ended up with 16 disposals, um, took five marks, uh, had a couple of tackles, uh, even had a clearance. Um, so um, I thought he acquitted himself quite well. And, um, yeah, he's just really uh, – I actually think he's playing quite well as a defender, mate, and it's, it's full credit to him. He's obviously worked very hard, um, and it's just great to see him get involved in the game in all four quarters, which you have to be as a defender. Um, Cause certainly that's the thing that was missing uh, when he played as a forward, like he quite often go missing from games. Whereas now he's sort of uh, thrown into the fire and um, he's doing quite well at it. Yeah. He's and like uh, another young player that we saw on the night um, debut was Archie Perkins. And we talked about you know, the exciting flashes we got from, uh, you know, Archie, you know, in terms of you know, that, Stray missed where he hit the post, and um, he did fluff a couple of kicks, mate. Um, you know, when he's uh approaching the forward 50, um, you know, a little bit more needed disposal, you know, really tapped off, kept off his game. But, um, like bearing in mind it's his first game of footy, if you know, he didn't get to play footy last year, um, if that's just a glimpse of what we're going to get, uh, I'm really excited about him, yeah, absolutely. He's uh, I actually think he, he played. Uh, quite a decent game. Like, yes, there were patches where um, he, he wasn't involved, but obviously he's got to uh, he's got to learn the um, sort of pace of the game. And as you say, mate, he hasn't played 
footy at, oh, at any level for, um, what is it, like 18 months, two years or whatever it is. Um, so uh, to sort of jump straight up into AFL footy after a couple of performances in the VFL, um, just fantastic for him. And he just shows like even when he does have the footy, um, he just, he backs himself. Uh, there were a couple of runs there where he, um, you know, used that bit of pace he's got, um, you know, even uh, did a bit of a side shimmy around one of the Saints defenders at one stage and then delivered the ball inside 50. So um, he's definitely got uh, quite a lot of uh, talent. And and once he gets, um, you know, you know, that feel of the, the pace of the game and um, uh, feels sort of comfortable at the level, um, you know, he'll, he'll be a very good player for us. And, you know, for his debut game, Jane, to get 14 disposals, um, yeah, I think it's a really good effort. And I think he was actually playing a sort of defensive role on um, uh, Brad Hill, if I'm not wrong, or at least at parts of the game, which is a big uh, sort of uh, prospect for him. Um, and I thought he acquitted himself quite well there. Uh, seemed to really be um, hungry for the footy and, and want to affect the contest, which is just excellent. Um, you know, laid a few tackles. Um, and, you know, you, you can't ask for much more than that. Um, so I reckon a very solid game from Archie Perkins and really excited to see what he'll bring um, with uh, plenty more games in red and black. And um, I was reminded by my daughter's mate, um, apparently he's a very attractive guy. So, um, <laughs> so I think he's going to have a lot of admirers, um, you know, because, uh, you know, he has got that little bit of strut to him and obviously they have female supporters and, Probably some of our male supporters, mate, are going to enjoy watching, uh, you know, um, Archie play, you know, football for the hopefully a long period of time with the Bombers. Um, of course, Nick Hind, he's been brilliant since coming across. And, um, you know, we all were a bit doom and gloom when, um, you know, we lost Adam Saad, you know, I was somewhat blindsided from that, mate. I, you know, I just kind of always had the feeling he would stick with us, but, um, yeah, the way he left was really uh, not very nice to watch. And, um, yeah, you know, Nick Hind, uh, you know, in some ways, you feel like he's an upgrade in terms of effort especially. And um, I actually think he's a better kick at times uh, than Adam Saad, who, who, who was known to, you know, bomb the ball um, at all costs. So, um, you know, and I, I can't be spiteful. Like, Adam Saad's a very good player. And, uh, you know, it was a big loss to the club, but... Uh, they've found a pretty cheap replacement who's giving us almost the same amount of um, output. Oh, he's he's playing like unbelievably. And geez, you'd be, be kicking yourself if you were St Kilda, um, yeah, giving him up for half a pack of chips, mate, um, because he's playing such an important role for us down back. I mean, I know St Kilda liked him as a, a forward prospect and um, obviously I don't feel like they got the most out of him. So for him to come back and take this role for halfback for us, he's just been nothing short of uh, exceptional. Um, and that was that um, same again against the Saints. Um, racked up the 25 disposals, 19 kicks from that. And uh, yeah, as you said, mate, he's got a beautiful kick on him. Just pinpointing passes to, to players, which is excellent. Uh, took nine marks over the night. So whether that was intercepts or, uh, you know, just presenting options all around the ground and, really using his dash and, and pace to 
to sort of you know burn holes through the Saints uh, uh, Saints lines. Um, you know, ended up having 400 metres gained and a goal assist uh, to go with all that. Um, another really good game from from Hindy and um, yeah, just just loving what he brings and. Look, as you say, mate, we, we did lose a lot with Saad going out. But, um, you know, I, I agree he's, he's kicking is much better than Saad. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd love Saad to still be in the in the Bombers lineup. But um, Nick Hind um, is, has been playing that role just exceptionally um, and just loving what he, what he brings to the club. And particularly when you think, yeah, you've got Nick Hind as his replacement. And in effect, Zach Reed, who um, yeah we haven't seen yet, but by all reports he's going to be, you know, a generational uh, centre back who, who's got you know a lethal boot on him, um, you know, he's hands down won that. Uh, so I think um, yeah, good recruiting by the Bombers. Um, you know, playing hardball, getting the in that um, pick ten from uh, Carlton, and then. Also, yeah, looking for a replacement that, who they knew, and they probably knew what they would get out of him if uh, given the opportunity. And uh, I always uh, had a bit of a funny chuckle, mate, when uh, his dad was presenting him the sash um, before round one. He said, oh, we had an unfortunate hiccup at uh, St Kilda before getting here. So <laughs> I thought that was a bit of a backhander. But, um, yeah, like obviously uh, the club probably would have picked up Nick Hind a couple of um, years earlier if, yeah, you know, probably didn't know St Kilda were going to uh, step in front, but I think uh, Nick Hind, uh, by reports, uh, made it pretty clear that he wanted to um, come to the Bombers, and you know the Saints had no, you know, in the end they had uh, you know no other option but to do the trade uh, because uh, he'd made it very clear, uh, you know, he was going to opt out, and uh, knowing that Essendon would pick him up. Yeah, well, look, in any case, we've uh, we've got him now, and. He's just playing great footy for us. Yeah. Now, Peter Wright, mate, he was given the hard task of playing ruck and um, against two former Bombers, mate, uh, in Carlisle and McKernan. And um, I had to have a little bit of a chuckle when I'm um, seeing McKernan give away a couple of free kicks in the ruck, um, which would become known uh, to most Bomber fans as um, we knew that that would generally come with his frustration. Um, and, look, he didn't get a lot of the ball around the packs, but I, I thought he was quite serviceable in the ruck. Um, you know, at least provided a contest. And, um, you know, our, our midfielders were, um, you know, didn't have to just rely on rucking, uh, sorry, roving to the Saints ruckman. Uh, occasionally he was winning the tap and giving us first use from that. So um, considering it's not his uh, primary role, um, I thought he did pretty well. Yeah, I'd agree, mate. Um, I thought he played a very serviceable game. Um, you know, 14 disposals, that's, which is nothing to sneeze at uh, for, a, uh, for a ruck or at least a taller option there. Um, actually had some beautiful kicks. Like, I think he does have a pretty good kick on him for a big bloke. Um, and, uh, you know, took, you know, sort of four marks around the ground, laid a couple of tackles, uh, 19 hitouts from his ruck work, but uh, five clearances. So that, that shows he's not only getting the tap, but he's following up on that work and, you know, while, you know, obviously, obviously he's obviously not a dominant ruckman or um, anything like that, you know, his effort cannot be questioned. Um, you know, I think he acquitted himself quite well, uh, presented uh, plenty of options around the ground, you know, for that release kick, 
uh, if we needed it. And um, geez, it's uh, like that's our what's it a second, third choice ruckman there, mate. Um, and he uh, and that's what he's produced, which is a, a massive upgrade from what we've sort of got out of our rucks uh, in previous years. Um, and as you said, mate, he's, he didn't give away silly free kicks, um, which was always a frustration when watching McKernan. Um, so I, I thought he, he played quite a, um, quite a solid game. Yeah, so then we had Harrison Jones, who um, I'm really glad we're getting these games into him, mate. Um, we know he had a long injury last year, um, so we couldn't get him back into the side you know, for his debut last year. But um, even though you know, he was one of our quietest players last week um, against Port... He, um, his work effort, you can just see it like I was sitting in uh, level three, mate, in the AFL members, and um, I was just watching his leading patterns, and it's just fantastic, like the way he's breaking the lines. And the Saint player had to follow him all the way out, and that was creating space in our forward 50. Um, so they, they were mindful that he was leading up the ground, and just by doing that, you're creating a more open 50 meter line. And um, yeah, I, I think, you know, sometimes. Goals and um, possessions don't actually reflect the work you're doing to help your side. So, um, yeah, I thought he was a tireless worker. And, uh, yeah, once he adds a bit of meat to the frame, mate, um, yeah, he's going to be even more damaging. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, another bright spot uh, spot to look at uh, in the future of the Bombers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, while he was... Uh, fairly quiet possession-wise, particularly in the first half. Um, yeah, I think he barely got a touch in the first half. But, um, yeah, certainly um, that didn't mean he was out of the game. Like, as I said, like he was, um, you know, sort of presenting all the time. And, uh, you know, if he didn't mark, he'd, he'd bring it to ground, uh, which our other players were able to swoop on. Um, but, you know, he, he, just, he just kept running um, and... Uh, you know, I think he's um, really starting to use his, his height and his marking power. Like, he ended up taking five marks for the night. Um, yeah, laid a couple of tackles. So, you know, he's, he's more than happy to dig in and do the defensive stuff as well. Uh, had a goal assist and kicked to himself, um, which is just excellent to see. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him continue to develop. The, the biggest thing for me is he... It's like he already knows he belongs out there. Um, like he knows he's capable of it, but it's just really consolidating that and, um, you know, playing the, the the role that the team needs for him to play um, until he's sort of um, ready and able to, you know, take the, the number one uh, sort of target down there himself. Um, and certainly once he does that, I reckon the world's going to be his oyster because he just shows all the tools um, that shows it can be really um, good forward. Um, so really like the look of his game, mate, and um, looking forward to plenty more of uh, Harrison Jones in the years to come. Yeah. Um, well, Jake Stringer, welcome back, Jake. Um, <laughs> what a great game. Um, as I said, I, I really was torn. I wanted to give him a vote because such was his uh, effect on the game, especially you know, in that first half. Um it wasn't just his four goals, mate. It was just the way that he was... Uh, his kicking on the night was just fantastic. He was hitting targets left, right and centre. Um, the players didn't have to break stride. So I thought um, yeah, that was one of his 
really good games. As I said, as he gets that fitness up, mate, if he can do that a little bit longer um, and, and to give us that big body in the midfield, don't underestimate that because um, sometimes I think we lack that kind of player and um, he can definitely chop out and do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I gave him votes, so I, I, I can't really say much more about him. Uh, like four goals, ten beautiful kicks out there. Like there was even that um, that kick where he he got it from the centre, kicked it beautifully to to Tipper. Uh, unfortunately, Tipper didn't finish that one off, um, but it was a nice nice kick from from Stringer to lace him out. Uh, took the four marks, laid a couple of tackles, had the three clearances. Um, and uh, yeah, just it was just so good to see him back, um, you know, after that injury. So um, yeah, yeah, and, and that sort of leadership I talked about earlier, yeah, with some of the younger forwards like Harrison Jones, um, that's that's massive. And like I reckon, that's like taking that sort of number one forward role. Um, that's how Hooker was able to sort of, um, you know, yeah, get out and, and kick five himself. So. Um, you know, once we've got more than um, a couple of, of prongs in the forward line there, mate, um, things look very different, uh, and it was just great to see him back. Yeah, Kale okay, Hooker, I found votes for him, and some people might question that, but, I, I mean, um, just the role he played was, you know, like a real anchor. Um, and, you know, playing down forward, um, you know, many times, because we know he's not going to uh, chase and, yeah, put a lot of pressure on the ball coming out. But uh, what he was doing in the St Kilda defenders were very cautious with him because they knew that he probably wouldn't follow him up the ground. So that meant we always had a target deep, uh, meaning that any turnover that happened, uh, the ball's going to come back. And when you've got a mark as strong as Kyle Hooker, um, of course, that means that St Kilda have to be in two minds that they um, yeah, try and launch the ball forward knowing that if they do turn it over, the ball's going to come back and there's a, a big target uh, waiting in the forward line for the Bombers. Yeah, mate. Um, you know, it's one of those ones, like you, you play him as a forward and what do you want from forwards? You want him to kick goals and he's kicked five of them um, and also had a, had a couple of other shots. So, um, you know, it, it, it does seem harsh for me to not give him votes. Um, uh, but, you know... Uh, ended up um, getting 13 disposals um, for the night. Um, yeah, took six big marks. Uh, laid a tackle, even the big fella, um, and had a clearance as well, uh, as well as a goal assist. So um, he's more than uh, sort of played his role down there. Uh, yes, he's slow. He's a bit lumbering, but um, geez, you get you get a solid effort. And I agree, it was a four quarter effort from uh, from Kyle Hooker. Um, yeah, it was great to see him get on the scoreboard with uh, with five snags. And, yeah, let's, um, you know, while I've been, uh, you know, pretty critical of Truck, you know, previously and that when we did need someone in defence, um, you know, why didn't we swing Hooker down there? Um, I guess, you know, when you look at after round three, sitting at like fourth on the, on the common medal tally or something like that, um, so he has... Kick plenty of goals and uh, yeah, more than Joe Danaher at this stage, mate. So um, <laughs> he's uh, uh, he, he's definitely um, yeah, he's played his role down there and uh, certainly did it well in the night. Yeah, and look, I must say he did get the ball on a silver platter sometimes. Um, yeah, he had some absolute bullet 
um, passes to him. Uh, I think Zach Merritt hit him a couple of times. I think um, you know, there was another one from Cutler um, where he looked like he kicked that ball so hard, mate. I thought it was going to go through hooker. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got a bit of bruising on the sternum there, mate. But um, yeah, that was a, um, yeah, he, he definitely did well despite being given the ball. But again, you have to be in the right position to get those. And um, yeah, again, he, he had a good game. Um, Mason Redmond, mate, we both said he, um, yeah, it was one of our better players last week, I thought, and you know, in terms of having a crack. But um, I thought the first half was really good. It was really misfortunate that he um, had to miss the second half, you know, with that hamstring awareness, which is a bit concerning, mate. But um, let's hope it is just, um, you know, uh, a teach, you know, uh, you know, that his body does have hamstrings, um, you know, <laughs> um, I hope it's a bit better than how James Stewart learned he had hamstrings, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Mason Redmond, um, again, he, yeah, we saw a bit more of the Mason Redmond, uh, we'd come to expect a couple of years ago, mate. And, uh, yeah, let's hope he doesn't miss too much footy and he can come back and you know, provide that, um, aggressive halfback role. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, up until he went off, he was, uh, he was playing really well, and that that goal just uh, lit the stands up, and uh, you could just see the excitement on Mason's face as well. So let's hope he comes back very soon, and, and um, yeah, can can play plenty more games this year for us, and um, really show what he's got. Now, I was really impressed with um, Brendan Zerk Thatcher. Now he um, more so for the role he plays, and I think he's the player we've been missing um, if we're not going to play hooker back. I think Zerk Thatcher is our is a better player to play on the the big beast. Like, um, yeah, I would have rather him play last week against like a Charlie Dixon, uh, even though he's giving away a lot of size as well. Um, I think what it does is it allows Francis and Ridley to double team, um, and you know you've got a lockdown player on the defender. Uh, sorry, on the attacking player. And Zerk Thatcher, um, we saw mate, his uh, kicking sometimes can be questionable. Um, a couple of his kicks were, you know, a bit of howlers. But I mean, um, I think, you know, for the development of our side, um, you know, I think we need to play him um, as a key position defender, um, particularly while Hurley's out and uh, we don't have the option of hooker. Um, and, you know, maybe down the track, um, you know, we're going to have Brand, who um, by all reports, um, yeah, is a, is a long way off it at the moment. And Zach Reed, um, they're going to be options to play down there. But I, I think at the time being, uh, Brendan Zerk Thatcher, you know, as long as his body's able, um, should be getting a whole heap of games put into him. Yeah, I'd agree with that, James. Um, you know that that role he played for us, yeah, did allow uh, Ridley and Francis to to play their more natural games. Um, which was uh, done with good effect. Um, look, how that stacks up against the sort of better sides, um, you know, uh, yeah, whether we whether we would play that sort of game against the Dixon or, you know, when we play the Eagles later on in the year, um, if he plays up against the Kennedy, I'm not sure how he'll go. But, um, look, certainly it helped structure us up um, a lot better. Um and I, I thought he played a pretty solid game without being outstanding. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, hopefully he um, makes the most of his opportunities. And because, um, you know, by all reports, he, he can be quite a good player. And I remember 
um, uh, not sure about so much last year, but the year before, uh, there was a couple of games where I just thought, geez, he's, he's a bit of a player here. Um, but sort of, I don't know whether it was a confidence thing or, or what, but um, look, you know, if he can continue to develop and, um, you know, show, um, you know, his, his tools and that kind of stuff, that'd be excellent. Um, I'm not sure he's got quite the size to to go with those big gorillas, but um, yeah, certainly the the role he played for us on the night, um, yeah, was was quite good for us. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what he's got in the in the weeks to come. A young player, mate, who um, really impressed me on the day. Like he, he he's such a hard runner, mate. Like, um, Braden Ham. Uh, you know, uh, there's talks that he's about to sign a two-year contract extension, um, which is kind of pleasing because if you remember, mate, uh, at the end of last year, um, he was one of the last players to sign on on a one-year deal. And um, that made me question, you know, where did the club see if, um, if they had prioritised him so low? Um, but, yeah, he's been playing in the seniors and, um, you know, he's a hard-working uh, wingman, mate, and... Uh, yeah, I thought it was one of his better games for the club. Uh, yeah, it was one of his better games. Like he racked up twenty-five disposals in the end, um, and uh, you know actually took nine marks. And obviously, he's not the biggest bloke around, so that's purely from effort getting to the um, spaces, um, you know, where he was able to be that loose man and uh, then sort of run the ball up. Uh, interestingly, though, of his twenty-five disposals, only had the two hundred and eighty meters gained. Um, yeah, and for a wingman, um, I'd sort of expect uh, a few more in, in terms of meterage, but um, yeah, certainly still, um, still is obviously getting the ball going our way. Um, had two goal assists, which is excellent. Um, now, I've, the one thing I'd be critical of um, with Ham is um, his contested work sometimes. Um, doesn't seem to want to um, yeah, feel the tackle or um, or the bump, or to ride that. I'm, I'm thinking that's at this stage, it's because he is still slight of frame. As he puts a few more kilos on, um, I hope he'll be able to ride those a bit better because that's the one thing that sort of worries me about him. Um, you know, if there's, uh, if he knows the contact's coming, he'll sort of shy away from the footy. Um, but he, he did keep running all game. Um, he can be a really good kick. He did a couple of howlers on the night, um, which I think was just when he got, um, you know, wasn't sure who to kick to, and he sort of basically kicked him in the middle, which ended up, um, you know, straight in the arms of a Saints defender. Um, so if he can clear up his composure at times, um, he's he's certainly got the tools to be a player. Um, and and tonight was well the, against the Saints it was a. Uh, it was a good showing of what he can be capable of, um, and certainly I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, continue to um, gain that confidence because I, I think there is a real player there, mate. Um, and I, I think he uh, had a serviceable game for us on Saturday night. Yeah, it's pleasing the club must have faith in him too because you know, once you start talking about two-year deals, um, yeah, that does show a level of confidence. Um, Mac Welfy, I thought he's a welcome addition. Like he doesn't do... Uh, game-winning kind of stuff, but he's got a bit of grunt about him, mate. And he's, um, yeah, as long as you don't play him on Charlie Cameron, um, mm. he is, uh, yeah, someone who puts his head over the ball, goes in hard, um, and 
yeah, he gets really dirty when he gets beaten. I, I like that in a player. Like obviously, I don't want to see him getting beaten all, every time. But um, hmm. yeah, if you are beaten at times, like I want it to hurt, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I thought yeah, you know, he was a welcome addition. Um, here's your natural utility. Um, someone who you know can hunt the ball. Um, you know, do a role on a on um, you know, one of the opposition and uh, yeah, his kicking can be. Uh, hit and miss, but he actually has a quite a long kick of the footy. Um, so if he needs to get some meterage, he can actually do that. Um, so uh, yeah, let's hope that uh, Ralph, um, yeah, he gets a bit of continuity in his game and uh, gets the you know play out most of this season playing that utility role. I'd much rather see um, Ralphie playing that role than a Gleason, for example. Um, and that's just because. He's a little bit stronger over the footy, and um, you know, uh, even though his kicking can be a little bit off, it, when it, when he does hit it right, mate, he can be a really damaging player. Yeah, he can. And the thing that um, I love most about golf is he, he doesn't die wondering. Uh, he'll always throw his body into a contest, um, and like he just continues to present all night. Does the um, does the simple things all night. Um, yeah, ended up racking up the 18 disposals, uh, took five marks, had a couple of tackles. Um, but, yeah, it's just those simple things like, you know, being that option, uh, trying to be a link in the chain or, you know, put a fist in where it's needed or, um, you know, putting a putting a bump on his, um, if, if, if someone's sort of running hot. Um, you know, he, he's a real team player, um, which I quite like about him. I think he just offers... A lot like he's, he's ne- he'll never be a super flashy player. He won't be able to do the mercurial, uh, but he does the simple things well, and I, I think that's why he's uh, quite beneficial to the club. And, and certainly, um, you know, if we're serious about you know building that sort of blue collar, uh, sort of scrapping type of um, footy where we will fight, um, you know, even if it isn't pretty, uh, blokes like Guelphia. Uh, just personify that. Uh, so I thought he had a good game of the night. Yeah. Um, now, Will Snelling, mate, he's another one that sometimes wears our raff, but um, he's another player that was played a very good game of footy. Uh, I thought it was his most complete performance of the season. Um, and, like, he's a hard worker, mate. Like, that's something we've always commented on him. Um, my only question at times is how damaging can he be? But he had an opportunity to kick three goals and you know to kick a couple. Um, that's the kind of play I want to see from him. He, you know, he can be quite a good user of the footy, um, and I don't think sometimes he uses it. Um, he he likes to handball out of uh, congested packs and so forth. So I'd like the club to try and um, identify that he is a good kick of the footy and try to get him some loose balls so he can be more damaging. But um, yeah, I thought it was one of his better games for a while. Um, you know. And uh, his height is always going to be, um, you know, an issue in terms of we've got a lot of players around that size. But if the effort's always there, then he's a player that I can see why you get so many games and, and why he polled in the top 10 of the best of Ferris last year. Yeah, look, he, um, I, I agree with you, mate. Um, best game I've seen him play for, for a while. Certainly a lot more noticeable than he has been previously in that he got involved in plenty of links of play. Uh, ended up racking up the 23 disposals. Um, yeah, took six marks and laid a uh, sort of high for us of six tackles for the night, which is um, which is excellent. Um, 
And as you said, like had a few shots of goal, kicked the two, um, missed one, and then gave one off uh, for a goal assist. Um, so, you know, he really did uh, play a good role for us on the night. And he actually seems to be a, a bit of a team player as well in that, um, you know, there was one bit of play where, um, I forget who it was, but they went to rough up Merritt and Snelling just came in and, and pushed the bloke away. Like he's not a, he's not a massive bloke himself, Snelling, um, but he's um, certainly not scared of getting in there and getting physical if needed. Um, so on the night, I, I thought he played quite a solid game. Yeah, he did. And, um, you know, mate, um, Anthony McDonald, Woody, um, I thought he had a great game as well. He's been pretty consistent this year in terms of his output. Um, he must love the faster rules, um, you, know, you know, getting the balls down into our forward line. Um, and, you know, he's just so deadly around goals. And, and those chase down tackles he did, um, fantastic to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, seems to really be covering the ground, um, you know, much more easily this year. Um, to kick three goals, um, you know, have another opportunity and then give another off as a goal assist uh, is excellent. Uh, took five marks, laid three tackles for the night and a couple of clearances to go with all that. Um, yeah, a really good performance from um, from Waller. And, um, yeah, just that, like, the pleasing thing is, is he has been so consistent last three games. Like, it's not just a, a five-minute spurt here or there. Um, yeah, he's definitely been a lot more involved in all three games and, uh, yeah, certainly liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, and then the final player, mate, he made his debut also, uh, was Alec Waterman. Uh, nine scoring uh, involvements in your first game of footy. Um, and that first goal, mate, uh, that was a booming kick. Like, uh, I'm not uh, trying to ham it up, but like when he kicked that ball, I swear I heard it like an echo of <laughs> the, um, the boot hitting the ball. It was just like he hit it so sweet. And like to think they had the mental resolve to, Go back and attempt your first shot of goal, and you just vomit like that. It was, uh, yeah, he's going to be a damaging player. And I'm glad to see that the club played him up forward. You know, I was a bit worried when I heard reports that they were trialing him down back to give him a more defensive side to his game. But, um, yeah, like I think his most damaging role will be up forward. And, um, yeah, maybe he's the partner in crime of uh, AMT, um, you know, along with Will Snelling, um, because we, we definitely need those hard-nosed players that can make an impact on the scoreboard. Yeah, and, and he certainly did that, James. You know, for his first game, like to kick a couple of goals. Uh, as you say, like, had a had a couple of other shots. Um, you know, banged banged one into the post and missed a snap. Uh, but it was just great to see he was getting those scoring shots, uh, as well as three goal assists. Um, it's just, like, that's pretty huge for a, um, a debutant. Um, you know, the 12, 12 disposals, all up, uh, four marks, couple of tackles. Um, just a really good game from Waterman. Um, like it, it shows that, you know, he's a real talentless kid. Um, you know, he'd been crueled from uh, from illness previously. Um, and to see him work so hard uh, to get back onto an AFL list. And, yeah, it looks like he's really making the most of his opportunity. So, um, yeah, great work from Alec Waterman and looking forward to him, uh, you know, putting his best foot forward in uh, many more games, mate. Yeah, fantastic. Well, mate, we finally got there. Um, gee, it was 
Uh, so much easier this week. Um, yeah, I could hear you loud and clear, uh, firstly. <laughs> but uh, secondly, like, um, it's so much better to talk about the game when you've, when you've played well. Um, and again, the real test will come next week, you know, Thursday night, um, playing against a very uh, well-established Sydney team that you know, have won their first three games. And, um, you know, their young players are looking exciting, mate. Um, they've got three or four of them as well. So it's going to be some uh, young stars uh, pitted up against each other. Um, you know, we're hearing Buddy Franklin will be back. So, uh, yeah, keep Carl Hawker down forward. Um, we don't want to be watching the uh, <laughs> the replays <laughs> of uh, the chase, but um, maybe beat um, Buddy Franklin where it counts, uh, Kale, and uh, beat him on the scoreboard and, you know, kick a few goals. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, I guess the main thing I want to see is that yeah, the question mark is how bad was St Kilda? Um, and we know what we see on Thursday is going to be more of a reflection of where we're at because we're playing a team in form, um, you know, and I just want to see effort made. And if, if we were not to win, I can wear that. But um, I, I want to see the same amount of effort and, you know, that's what we're looking for um, as the season goes on. Absolutely, mate. I couldn't agree with that more. Um, you know, say the Swans are one of those teams I've, I've never really liked. Um, so it would be sweet to get the victory up there against them. Um, but as, as you say, like what we want is just that um, solid effort for all four quarters. Um, the boys to to really uh, wear the sash with pride and um, stick to the structures and the game plan that uh, Rutten's been implementing um, and give it a red hot crack. Um, because I, I don't know you just get the feeling with these new rules, um, you know, it's and like some of the results we've seen, uh, for, you know, for the first three um, rounds this year, been pretty topsy turvy. You sort of wonder um, if any sort of um, sort of gap is going to be between this, you know, top four or top six, or what it is, and the rest of the competition, because it just seems like. At any given game, uh, every team could be gettable. Um, so, yeah, certainly wouldn't rule us out. But, um, yeah, it'll be a tough, tough test for us. And uh, let's hope we're up to it. Exactly. All right. Well, um, a bit of a long episode, like most of ours are, mate. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, again, thank you to everyone who stuck with us last week. Uh, I understand it was you know, pretty subpar and, um, you know, we just felt it was more important for us to continue doing at least once a week uh, podcast. Um, at the moment, uh, you know, Nick has got an incredibly difficult workload. Um, so, um, you know, it's really important for us. We want to keep, you know, continuing the podcast and do our best. Um, you know, what we lack in polish, you know, we, we don't lack in, you know, giving it a real crack and, you know, trying to unpass our, um, you know, our knowledge of the bombers, um, you know, because we, we love them probably just as much as you guys. So, um, yeah, thanks for staying with us. Um, and uh, let's hope uh, on Thursday night we see a real competitive outfit take it up to the Swans. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be surprised on Thursday night if we, um, you know, get the uh, result. Absolutely, mate. I'll, I'll take that any day of the week. All right. Well, thanks for listening again, everyone. And um, yeah, have a good week. Uh, it's always going to be better when you can go to work. And um, well, most of us have got a day off tomorrow. But I mean, uh, when you go back to work, you can talk about the big win. 
rather than uh, copping crap off of, you know, <laughs> all these other people. And uh, unfortunately, mate, the Blues got a, uh, a win up today. So, um, you know, I was hoping we could say uh, we had that over them. But, um, yeah, uh, well done to the Bombers. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to speaking to you after next week's game against the Swans. Go Bombers. Go Dons.